Hello, everybody. Welcome to Transform My Anxious Podcast. And this is going to be actually part two of the um, Book of Judges summary. And I last left off describing about the story of Abimelech. And I'm going to actually continue. So please, please, please listen to part one because I'm going to go right into the middle of what I, I discussed about the book of Judges for the story of Abimelech. Anyway, to continue. Abimelech died because of the wickedness he has done to his father by murdering his brothers, verse 56, and the people of Shechem also paid for their wickedness, verse 57. Abimelech's story shows great detail about what happens when one's lives a life trying to destroy others, lead people to sin, cling to idols instead of God, refuse to follow God, but yourself. One day, all of it is going to catch up to you. And unfortunately, it caught up to Abimelech. Um, this same thing happened to me if I choose to live. It actually can happen to me, and it actually has happened to me when I chose and could choose to live like that. I used to live like that. And I can easily go back once my focus is off God and God's commands and focus on myself. It takes one day to make a bad decision that can destroy the rest of my life. <sighs> yeah, this is some this is some deep stuff. That that is why I wake up in humbleness, leaning on God and my lovely sisters every day, so that I can be who God wants me to be. In chapter ten, two main points stood out to me. The first thing that stood out to me are the following verses in chapter ten. Verse 6. Again, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. They shared the Baals and the Ashtrites and the gods of Amram, the gods of Sidon, the gods of Moab, the gods of the Amorites, and the gods of the Philistines. And because the Israelites forsook the Lord and no longer served him. Verse 7. He became angry with them. He sold them into the hands of the Philistines and the Amorites. Verse 8. Who that year shattered and crushed them. For 18 years, they oppressed all the Israelites on the east side of the Jordan in Gilead, the land of the Amorites, end quote. The Israelites forsake God and worshipped the gods of the Philistine and Amorites, but those are the same people who crushed and shattered the Israelites. Many times in the past, I thought I was leaving my relationship with God and compromising and disobeying God for something that would benefit me. I know, pretty crazy, huh? I thought I would be loved and cared for, but those, but those same things that I held on to were the same things that destroyed me. I, it reminds me of what I read in Revelation 17, especially in these following verses. Then the angel said to me, verse 15, The waters you saw where the prostitute sits are the people's multitudes and People's multitudes, nations, and languages. Verse 16. The bees and the ten horns you saw would hate the prostitute. They would bring her to ruin and, ru- and leave her naked. They would eat her flesh and burn her with fire. They were with the prostitute, but they hated her and destroyed her. It was not worth leaving or compromising my relationship with God. Nothing and no one in this world is worth that. Another thing that stood out to me in this chapter was the following. God disciplines the Israelites in verse 8. They cry, they cry out to God in verse 10. This time, instead of God removing their misery, God said this to them instead. Verse 11. The Lord replied, When the Egyptians, Amorites, Ammonites, the Philistines, the Sagittarians, the Amor- Amor- that, that one, 
and the elm oppressed you and you cried out to me for help did i not save you from their hands but you have forsaken me and served other gods that would no longer save you go and cry out to the gods you have chosen let them save you when you are in trouble so that was um verses 11 to 14 of chapter 10 we cannot think that we can continue to take God's grace and mercy for granted and nothing will happen to us. God may have saved us before, but it won't be every time. This verse is extremely convicting. Hebrews 10, 26. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we receive the knowledge of truth, no sacrifice for sins is left. The next story is Jebedeth. Chapter 11 is devastating. God gave Jebedeth victory over the Ammonites. He made this vow to God, verse 30, and Jebedeth made a vow to God. If you give the Amorites into my hands, whatever comes out the door of my house to meet me when I return in triumph from the Amorites will be the Lord's, and I will sacrifice it as a burnt offering. Then Jebedeth went over to fight the Amorites, and the Lord gave them into his hands. His daughter was the first to meet him, and sacrifice, and he sacrificed his daughter. In verse 39, after two months, oh, and before what I just read was verses 30 to 32 of chapter 11. Now I'm going to be reading chapter 11, verse 39. After two months, she returned to her father and he did to her as he vowed, and she was a virgin. From this comes the Israelites tradition, end quote. The vow was a mistake because it was, cl- it was in clear violation again in the Bible. Ezekiel 20:31 and Deuteronomy 18:10. It is good to be passionate about God and make vows to God, but if it's against the Bible, do not do it. It was not the sacrifice or decision he had to make. His daughter was obedient, but it did not have to be that way. Verses 36 to 39. That is why I love getting godly advice and making sure that everything I do comes from the Bible. Either way, there was a debate on whether or not Jebrook actually killed his daughter or if she remained unmarried. They do mention that she was a virgin in verse 39 and that she would never marry in verse 36. I believe that she was killed because of what was said in verses 31 and 39. In chapter 12, the following happened. Verse 4, Jethav then called together the men of Gilead and fought against Ephraim. The Gileadites struck them down because the Ephraimites had said, You Gileadites are um end quote you guys can read the rest of that verse um either way jephardi died in this chapter as well now we're going to go into the story of samson so here it goes from chapters 13 to 16 there were many events that happened but i'm really going to focus on samson i love that god commanded obedience from samson's mother in chapter 13 she could not drink or eat anything unclear she unclean (laughs) um she couldn't choose what she wanted to obey but she had to obey everything that was commanded to her verses 14 and 15 of chapter 13 still samson was mentioned previously as well um yes (laughs) okay he was meant to be set apart by a nazarite by being a Nazarite, verse 7, and cannot shave his hair with a razor, in verse 5. Samson was commanded to be dedicated to God by the womb, verse 5. 
She was childless, and that's why God allowed her to have this child, verses 3 through 5. God's blessings are used to glorify Him, and I'm really grateful to be used to glorify God after all that God has done for me. I want His name to be recognized in all eternity. Sometimes I just need to trust God and stop asking why. It is beyond my comprehension, um, like in verse 18. God, I love God completing miracles for us after appearing to me, similar to verses 19 to 21. Samson was officially named in verse 24. Sometimes people may not always understand why we have to do things. Just like Samson's parents not knowing why Samson wanted to marry the Philistine, verse, no, chapter 14, verses 4. God gave Samson the strength to tear the lion apart, verse 6 of chapter 14. Just as much as we may fight against sin, Satan in the world is fighting to get us away from God. They may annoy us and cry and beg for days, just like Samson's wife asked Samson to compromise his decision, verses 16 and 17. Even then, God was faithful and gave Samson power and victory, verse 19. Samson's wife was given to someone else, verse 20. Samson's ex-wife compromised in the previous chapter by begging Samson to tell her the video because she wanted to prevent her and her family from dying. Chapter 14, verses 15 and 17, but ended up dying in the next chapter, chapter 15, verse 6. I learned that I cannot take things into my own hands, lean on my own understanding, compromise or take shortcuts to get what I want. I need to obey God and trust God no matter what because I know that God will make my path straight. Verses 3. 5 to 6. Because of this, Samson took revenge on the Philistines, verses 3 to 6, 8, and 15. The moment that I'm in trouble, I falter and question God as well, just like Samson did to God when he was thirsty, verses 18 and 19. At least he acknowledged God for giving him the victory in verse 18. Chapter 16 shows things really going downhill quickly. Some, Samson was involved with a prostitute and Billy escapes death, verses 1 through 3 of chapter 16. Samson falls in love with Delilah, who worked with the Philistines. It seemed like from the very beginning she wanted to know, um, yeah, she wanted to, she wanted to know Samson's um, strength to overpower him, which is really sad because it's like, it seems like, from the very beginning, that's like what she wanted to do. Um, and she was not alone in that, verses five through six. Samson tells her many false answers and she persistently acts. And, and in my opinion, guilt trips Samson into telling the secret. After much nagging, Samson told her, verses 15 through 17, that is exactly what sin does. It keeps nagging me and telling me it is safe and good and whatever, but it is not. Samson has a razor shave off his hair, which God commanded him not to do in chapter 13, and he is overpowered in verses 18 to 22. It is a really sad story because Samson got his eyes gorged out, verse 21. I believe this happened because Samson had a lust issue in a woman, and woman was his weakness. The saddest part was in verse 20. Then she called, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. He woke up from his sleep and thought, I'll go out as before and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had left him. End quote. Samson had a love towards woman in his power. He didn't realize that God was with him. And that is why he did what he did.
did what he did. It's just sad because it just it just reminds me of just my past and just all the things I used to do. Too many times in my life, I have behaved just like Samson. Time and time again, I went to my sin and destroyed so many people's lives. I've relied on myself and my pleasures. I could have easily died in my addiction just like Samson did. Verse 30. But God in his great mercy saved me and gave me a new way and direction to live. I would never forget that or take that for granted because I know who I I know what I deserve. You can read and listen to my other content about my purity journey in Christ. Anyways, even in Samson's death, Samson, sorry, okay. Anyways, even in Samson's death, God gave Samson the victory and answered his prayers. Verses 30 to 31. He killed more people when he died than when he lived. Verse 30. Even when we are unfaithful, God is faithful and amazing. Samson's love of woman and power actually destroyed him, similar to Revelation chapter 17. If Samson would have went to God and glorified God, his whole life would have been different. I told myself that I do not want to look back one day with regret seeing that I did not give God my best, and then God telling me what he wanted to do in my life, but couldn't do because of my choices. This is an eternal way to carry. God's way and will is what is best and vital and crucial in my life. Samson did not know that in verse 5 and 6 that his sin and lust for Delilah would cost him his life. We would never know when our time is up and the next wrong move can cost everything. Most importantly, it hurts God and I do not want to hurt God any- with anything anymore. I just want to live for God and glorify him. And unfortunately, Samson had many chances to repent. Delilah came to him three times, and he could have turned away at any moment. Sin blinds and numbs us that at times we do not see how devastating our lives and other lives people can be. Sometimes we get blinded by the false promises of the world. I believe... That it was disobedience that God left Samson and not necessarily the hair part because his hair grew back in verses 20 to 22. Whenever we disobey God, God's enemies seem like they have the victory and our testimony will be ruined. Verses 24 to 23. But God gave the last word and they were destroyed in verses 30 to 31. Now we're going to go to the story of Micah and the Levite. Micah created a shine, made it a prod, and household false gods he was he made one of his sons to be his priest in chapter 17 verse 5 it said in verse 6 that everyone did as they saw fit i remember i used to live like that i did whatever i wanted and got the things i wanted but it had no value so i'm gonna end here and i'm going to make part three and thank you so much for listening to transformations podcast and have a great day bye for now